concluded it has been 24 hours i once again get to take another victory lap i'm actually losing track of all the laps i have i'm having to take because apparently uh, alex's predictions are just not up to snuff so how you doing alex yeah how's it going guys not the best of weeks for me uh i mean i can, i guess i can just start with the with the records i have gone seven and nine in the first week of picks Angela has gone 11 and 5. So I'm four picks behind. Some bad looks. I mean, how did I not get the Buffalo game right after all of that? I mean, how did you I not guess... get the Buffalo game right? So what happened? Because I, here's what happened. I saw Aaron Rodgers. I, I believe it's now he tore his Achilles and I went to bed. That was it. I did not, I did not, I had no idea what happened afterwards. I saw my boy Brees Hall run a really long run, 26 yards. That's that's when I fell asleep. Brees Hall had one attempt for 26 yards. My boy, yeah. Jimmy Crowd, stop giving Dalvin Cook the touches. Give it to Brees. Yeah, and after that, I believe he did get like one for the. I don't know. It was over 60 yards, I believe. One rush. I mean, he had like two touches, two rushes, and he had what, over 100 yards. Just keep feeding Brees. Brees RB1 <laughs> at the end of the season. Let's go. Yeah, it did look good. I mean, and that run as well, and that big run, you could see that like if he was in peak form, he would have totally housed it. But I mean, he just wasn't like 100%, but he still looks great, in my opinion. Looked much better than I expected. And yeah, I mean, all injured I, looks better than a lot of NFL running backs healthy. Uh, I do think, though, that it's probably going to be a committee for most of the season. I think they want to keep both guys fresh. And, I mean, their run game worked pretty well, so. I mean, why not? Because Brees Hall is him. Yeah, but, I mean, you want to keep Bryce Hall fresh, though. You can give him all of the carries right now, especially when he's still recovering. So, yeah, I mean, they got Dalvin in for a reason, and he got plenty of touches. He didn't. I mean, yeah, they got Dalvin in to basically average two yards a carry. That's what they got Dalvin in for. That's worth eight mil. Yeah, but I mean, he got some of those those grindy carries to to get them like those true two three yards that were needed to Sorry, get are we the first down. Dalvin Cook, are we talking about Ezekiel Elliott? I mean, it's it's pretty much the same at this point. Yeah, so uh, I I didn't think he looked like awful. I don't think he looks great either. He looked he looked okay to me. He looks better than he, he did in in Minnesota, in my opinion. And yeah, I mean, so Alex, I guess I woke up to Jets winning in overtime. So explain to me what what I missed between Aaron Rodgers tailoring his Achilles and waking up to the Jets winning in overtime. I mean, you missed the god awful game by Josh Allen. That's what you missed. Yeah, Josh Allen didn't look great, to be honest. He looked Pretty sloppy with the football. He had three interceptions, like late in the game when he had a chance to to make that a, a like get a get the lead of the game or get a, get it at least tied. He fumbled the ball. Uh, he mishandled the snap. Went for it anyway, and then he completely fumbled the ball. So terrible game, terrible game by Josh Allen. And yeah, on the other side, he just he just faced one of the greats. He faced Zach Wilson. The Zach attack. 
That is Zach Taylor's name. You are not taking Zach Taylor's name. No, 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 no. That is Zach's name. The Zach attack. Zach Taylor, yes. Zach no, no, no. Zach Wilson. No. The great Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean, the story of the game is that basically Arod got injured, as you said. Tori's Achilles off. And yeah, Zach had to come in. And I mean, I didn't think he looked great. I didn't think he looked terrible either. I mean, he had two throws that I think are really impressive. I'm at a point with Zach Wilson. I'm a, I'm a huge Zach Wilson stand from college. And I'm uh, I'm at a point with Zach Wilson where like every single like third and long I'm expecting either an arm punt or just a complete miss, and then <laughs> he pulls out of nowhere like a a very good dime to Alan Lazard in third and long. I, I I think even Alan Lazard was pretty like flabbergasted that he got the ball, and then like late again another ball to Alan Lazard, like in to to keep the drive moving and so on in third down. Those two balls were really impressive. Then he has an interception that is completely like a Zach Wilson play. So you take the good with the bad, I guess. You take the good with the bad. So if before this week one started, I would have told you that Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen would have all had crappy games, at least to their standards as well. Joe Burrow and Josh Allen objectively had bad games. Patrick Mahomes just didn't have a Patrick Mahomes game. You would have called me crazy, but that's what ended up happening. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, and you called all of those right, at the spread at least. <laughs> yeah, I did. You called all three right. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> I bet against the best quarterbacks in the league, and I won. I'm playing Absolutely. with house money at this point. But yeah, first week of, of fantasy football is in the books right now. Some of you, some of our listeners may have won their league, some may have lost. Uh, how did you do in hey, fantasy overall? I lost. I lost every league except one. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. You didn't like lose the league where you had the the Tampa Bay sack, the the Green Bay sack. No, I did not. Yeah. Hey, we will just. Had to go with that Green Bay stack. I had two. No, we, we don't need to mention it though. You can, you can just say that you won with the, the the Green Bay stack. I mean, I did, but I yeah. Had <laughs> yeah, like if you faced like two or three, like the duo, pretty much lost that week. You no. Know? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's why I. That's I did. Why I like stacking them together. Yeah, I did have one one league like the thirty two team league where I faced Tyreek Hill. And going into Monday Night Football, I basically needed a sack from Gregory Rousseau or something. Uh, he ended up netting me seven points, which basically ensured that I won by 0. 0.2 points. That is crazy. I'm sweating a stat correction, though, because it's quite obvious. <laughs> yeah, because those happen quite often in the in IDP leagues, because, yeah, like, because sometimes they don't account for a tackle or something. Defensive, yeah, we get you every time. I'm not out of the woods yet. Okay, let's jump into these games. How about we do that? Huh? Okay, okay. You so, start with the Thursday game, yeah, sure. 
what takeaways did you have from it for fantasy game for fantasy sports? The Kansas City wide receivers are not as good as everyone touted them out to be in the preseason, including us, including us, <laughs> including us. Yeah, I don't uh... think. Sky Moore had um, one of the most disappointing spreads I think I've ever seen. And I say one of because I know a player's coming up later that I know had an even more disappointing outage. So, like, he had three targets. No. Yeah. He had three Good drops. Friend. Oh. I'll lose good when the mic unplugs. <laughs> I would say, though, that regarding like Sky Moore, uh, I don't think he should be lumped in with uh, the Kadarius Tony, as I, I hear it quite often. I think, I mean, most of his targets were, were off, basically. They were either overthrows, underthrows, Behind them, I mean, uh, I really, I don't, I really don't think that we should throw all of the blame on Sky Moore. Kadarius Tony had like the worst game that a wide receiver can ever have, yeah. at least that I've seen. But Sky, I mean, it was sorry. disappointing. Yeah, no, no, no problem, no problem. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Yeah, I was just saying that. Yeah, like Kadarius Tony, total disappointment. It was like the worst game for a wide receiver ever, probably. But I mean, with Sky, I just. I just don't think there's a lot to blame him for. I, I still think you you have to give him a chance. And in my in my leagues, I'm actually trying to trade for him for for low right now. So you're still buy Sky more. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I actually think it's gonna happen. See, I have Sky more in a few leagues, and you pretty much have to hold at this point. I think if you sell him low, that's basically admitting defeat. But at the same time, like, the the point of he hasn't performed in the NFL yet becomes more and more jarring as he continues not to perform. So, at some point, the rubber's got to meet the road. Yeah. Another thing that I saw in this game that I think it's relevant to talk about, it's the backfields. I mean, Clyde Edwards the last start of the game, actually. I mean, on paper, basically. He started the game. Pacheco still led the, the backfield in touches. But it's it's kind of a messy backfield because like McKinnon wasn't involved I, much, and well, I think he will be involved quite a bit. With the Kansas City backfield, I took the strategy of if I'm going to get it, I'm going for Jarek McKinnon because I want to get the guy with receiving upside on the pass-heavy offense that has a tendency to throw the ball in the red zone. Yeah, but then like they turn around and Pacheco has four receptions. Yeah, I still do think that McKinnon will be a solid option. I don't think Edward Zilair will be anything, uh, but it's probably like way too messy of a backfield to to call like Pacheco anything more than a running back too. Say so, yeah, yeah. You could argue with McKinnon. Like I'm yeah. sure there's going to be McKinnon games. There's no way there's not going to be. Oh sure, I mean what we saw last year and even the year prior, you look pretty good on the line in both years. And yeah, if we look at the Detroit backfield, though, which, I mean, I saw a lot of people overreacting to Jameer Gibbs. I'm kind of okay. I mean, like, Dan Campbell said, like, he would be basically, like, uh, eased into the offense and so on, and they were going versus the world champions, so 
you really can't afford any sort of mistakes or anything. And it looked explosive in every single touch that he had. I mean, he, he slipped on a what would have been like an, a pretty good touchdown run. I mean, he had a completely wide open field to his right, and he just slipped on the turf. If he scores that touchdown, no one is panicking. Uh, I mean, he had like seven carries. He evaded, he broke or evaded like six tackles. Dude, it looked completely explosive. And yeah, Montgomery will be a factor, definitely. But he will be more in between the tackles type of guy, and he won't have a lot of receiving upside, if at all. I think you 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 actually like buy every single Gibbs share that you have in your league that you don't own. If the the owner is panicking, I think you have to go for Gibbs. Oh, yeah. I think he will be explosive. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I'm not I'm not worried about Gibbs because Gibbs is the most explosive running back out of that class. You can you can tell Bijan the best, but the person who is going to give you the most like explosive plays in a given week given his role is Gibbs. Him and Akine Akane, I can't say his name. Yeah, A chain, yeah. A-Chain, yeah, sorry, are very, very explosive athletes. So they're going to be good. I agree. I wouldn't be worried about Gibbs, but... I, I would actually like to throw a small outtake here. That after what I saw, week one, I think Gibbs actually might outperform Bijan in the rear one. I think he finishes ahead of Bijan. You think Bijan... Well we, well, we can just move on to that. You are you concerned with the touch distribution week one for the Atlanta Falcons? I mean, I wouldn't say I'm concerned. I expected some sort of a split. I mean, they have Algier, they have Bijan, they have Cordell Patterson, who was active this week. Uh, but yeah, they have like two players that they really seem to like. So eventually, I think it flips and it's like 10 carries to Algier or 10 to 15, and then it's Bijan with 20 or something. And Bijan will. We'll have the lion's share of this this backfield soon, but it it will never be like a seventy percent share for him. It will be very close to a like fifty five forty five. It it will be a lot closer to the Detroit backfield than we we want to think, because like everyone was excited about Bijan, it was the next big thing, so we didn't like give much thought to Tyler Algier and, and so on. But I think it will be a much closer split what we see in Detroit than what we see, for example, in, like, I don't know, the Giants with Saquon. Yeah. I can definitely agree with that. You mean Atlanta, not Detroit. But, I mean, they both are going to have split backfields. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that it's basically, it will be very close to what we will see in Detroit with Montgomery oh, and Gibbs. So that's why I think Gibbs might have finished ahead of Vision. Yeah, because he's the more explosive athlete. So, you know, he doesn't need as many touches as Bijan is going to need. And by the way, shout out to Arthur Smith for being a liar and being like, oh, yeah, we're going to get him involved in like 50 plays. Like, stop it. He doesn't give like any thought about like fantasy owners. He doesn't care, as he said on this press conference. Yeah. How do you feel about like the wide receivers and the tight ends in Atlanta? Because the wide receivers, yeah, the wide receivers combined for like three catches, and it was on one guy. Five targets for three catches. <laughs> yeah, I are. This is not something I've already said. I said the Atlanta Falcons have all the shiny pieces, but no one to get it, the, get them the ball. 
Like, there's going to be weeks like that. If anything, if you're in Dynasty, you get Pitts and you get London now while the quarterback play is, is – like, they're, they're not going to have a good season. Let's just be real about this. They will. They will, though. Off. They're not. They will have a good season. Yeah, they will. For their expectation, they will not. I'm still saying they will win this division. Oh, Atlanta? And the league. Yeah, Atlanta. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Pitts in London. Oh, no, I'm saying that uh, you said that they would have a good season. Oh, you're saying they won't have a good season for fantasy. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Yes, Pitts in London won't have a good season. Okay, so yeah. Now. That's what I'm saying. Or yeah. wait, until, wait another two weeks as the Atlanta Falcons become the run show that's basically San Francisco, except somehow worse. Like, just just wait for the dip and then buy. That, that, that's my advice. Wait until the person who has London and Pitts gets so annoyed with the pedestrian performances that they're willing to sell them. I do think that, like, week three, they face the Lions. I don't see how they don't throw the ball more than 20 times. So there will be games where the game script goes against, like, that run-first philosophy. And I think, like... I mean, what about... See, I don't... I don't know if it's Kansas City's defense is good or Detroit's offense is not a top 10 offense this year. No, I mean, I think the Atlanta defense is good, but it won't be good enough to stop the Lions offense that I think will be pretty good. And it's just the Chiefs defense that held them off. So I think they will have to throw in the Detroit game. I mean, I think they will even have to throw next week when they face the Packers. I think the game the game script won't be as we saw it in like uh, versus the the Panthers. Right. Oh. How about like the Panthers? That wide yeah. receiver core is is it's something Fun. for sure. Fun. I think it doesn't help that they have a rookie quarterback. It really doesn't. It doesn't. But I mean, the weapons are terrible, though. Like Adam Thielen is complete dust. Yeah, DJ yeah. Shark is out. Terrence Marshall didn't do much. Jonathan Mingo really didn't show me anything. Yeah. I mean, Chenault is 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 Chenault. We know what Chenault is. I mean, we actually call it that. Like the main threat that they would have, and like the the thing to target in Carolina would be Aiden Nurse. I don't know if you if you remember that. But Ethan Nurse seems like the most viable option out there. He does. He really does. Yeah. Their backfield, like, there's there's definitely a split here. I don't think many people expected it, it to be, like, a split between Shaba and Miles Sanders. But Miles Sanders still has the receiving role, which he, he lacked in, in Philadelphia. So I think it will be fine for the year, even with the split. I don't think you'll see all of the touches. But he, he, as long as he has, like, the bulk of the receiving touches, he should be fine. About the t- like, I don't know. It's it's hard to call. How about the Man. the team that you thought would have uh, upset the the Baltimore Ravens? The Texans. Yeah. They looked better than the Panthers. I don't think they looked better than the Panthers. I think they looked like as as lost as the Panthers, basically. 
Like, I don't think either Rookie QB looked bad. I don't think they looked good either. They they didn't certainly didn't look as good as Anthony Richardson, but we will get there. Uh, but yeah, get like, there. in this Houston offense, if you draft a Damien Pierce, you might have to be somewhat concerned because he, he's far from what we, from what I envisioned him to be from all of the camp reports and so on. He's not that much involved in the passing game. He's not a lot, like, I believe in, like, the fourth quarter. He, like, Mike Boone went in for, like, nine snaps when they were, like, trailing and so on. Uh, like, basically, it was, like, third down offense everywhere. Uh, Two-minute offense, basically, everywhere. So they were trying to catch up, and Damien Pierce didn't see the field a lot. So until this clears, I don't think Damien Pierce will be a great option. No, I never thought Damien Pierce would be a good because let's be real. The it, other than the games against the Colts, the Texans are going to be playing from behind in a lot of games. That's a so, blessed for me. Okay, <laughs> they will be behind even versus the Colts. They are not a good team, and they will regret taking that first round pick. They're a good team. I'm saying they're not the Colts. So, if they were the Colts, they would at least be like, okay. How about like that showing from the Baltimore new offense? It's the same as the old one. <laughs> it is. It's the same as the old one. Like, and not only that, the passing was worse than I'm used to. Like, is is the Houston Texans defense just really good at pass? Pass defending, or is Lamar Jackson and the offensive coordinator for the Ravens just lied to us? And it was, it's, it's not, I'm going to pass it a bunch of times. It's, I'm going to run it a bunch of times, like I've always done, and like I probably will always do until my speed starts to go down. Like, I mean, explain that to me. Explain it I've, to me. I think they really missed Andrews. That's basically it. I think once Sanders is back, the offense will look much better. Uh, I think it didn't look good. I think Stingley had a pretty good game for the Houston Texans, the cornerback that they drafted early, like last year or the year prior. But yeah, the offense didn't look great. They also lost Dobbins, who was looking like the main option there. He was looking pretty good in the run game. Uh, but yeah, they lost him. He's done for the season again, unfortunately. This time it was, I believe it was the, was it the Achilles as well? For Dobbins, yes. Yeah, okay. The Achilles as well. Yeah, I was I was kind of doubting it because of the Herod the news. Yeah, so Dobbins is out for the season. I'm not quite sure we'll step up here. I think they eventually get a vet in here. Otherwise, I still think it's Gus Edwards, even though Justice Hill didn't look bad. I still think it will be Gus Edwards if they don't bring a vet. And, I mean, at wide receiver, Zay Flowers looked much better than I expected. I don't know if I can say much better than I expected, but he did look – he looked amazing. He looked yeah. like the best wide receiver on the on – the On the rookie team. class, actually. Yeah, I agree with that. Of the rookies, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah, Odell apparently is wide receiver, too. Bateman is a rotation piece, have we, have we talked about in the, the other episode. So, rest in peace, your guy, Rashad Bateman. Rest in peace, Rashad Bateman. <laughs>
Isaiah Likely, if you streamed Isaiah Likely, I don't know. <laughs> I also streamed it in a few places. I was pretty disappointed. He had one catch for four yards, so it was quite terrible. The offense just wasn't in sync. I expect it to be much, much better when Andrews is back. And I expect this to be the average for Houston. You expect this to be the average for Houston? <laughs> I do. Why? This is not a good team. Come on. It's. I mean, apparently it held the high-powered Ravens pass offense to under 200 yards. Yeah, yeah, and, like, they got nine points. Even with, like, the fumbles and the turnover and the, the interception and so on, they got, like, nine points of offense. I mean, I don't expect much from them, to be honest. Nico Collins is a good fantasy option, though. Apparently, he's, like, Stroud main guy. A what? The Stroud's main guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, he doesn't have much else. He has what's left of Robert Woods. And he has, like, the mighty Tank Hell. Who's, like, yeah. probably another guy who's shorter than me. <laughs> I don't know. The next one that I'm seeing on Sleeper, though, is, is probably one that you want to talk about, I guess. It's the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. That's actually so. The most disappointing wide receiver was on in this game. It was T. Higgins who had zero receptions on eight targets, and it like every target was a fifty-fifty ball, and every target it seemed like the DB perfect, the Browns DB perfectly like swatted the ball out of his hands, and I don't know how. Like I, I, I honestly don't know. I still don't know how they. They shut us out the way they did. It's just, it's baffling. It's beyond baffling. Do you think any of it will carry over, though? Are you, like, afraid that it's some rust from missing training camp or something like that? Or are you just, like... And even if it is, I'm not necessarily worried because even with last year, I believe we were 4-4 and and then we went on eight-game win streak to end the season. So it's not like we don't have a history of coming back from this stuff. So, are you okay starting like Burrow and every single piece in the Cincinnati Bengals next week versus the Ravens? Yes, absolutely. Okay. This this is right. my this is my argument for the NFL schedule being rigged, right here. So, if you had the absolute worst game of your career, if you're a Cincinnati player, what better team would you want to face than the Ravens? who Joe Burrow has consistently diced up. If I'm not mistaken, he almost had 500 yards in one of those games against the Ravens. I know because I watched yeah. it. So, And this should be a team that is really pissed off. Yes, yes, yes. It better be a team that's really pissed off. Yes, yes. So, uh, I do have to say, though, if you don't have the Eagles, I would probably, like, buy a few trades out. I mean, it's one of those guys that, like, he was drafted high, but he, he constantly doesn't have like those top like wide receiver one finishes. He like his best finish to date is like wide receiver eighteen. So it's maybe like fine to throw some flyers out there, see if anyone is pissed off at him for his performance. Maybe you can get him cheap. Maybe. On the Browns side though. Ooh, 
is what's going to be. Okay, go ahead. On the brown side. <laughs> On the brown side, I mean, I've said it before. I'm saying it again. Deshaun Watson doesn't look good. And, like, the wide receivers, it's kind of worrisome if you drafted Cooper. You certainly expected okay. them to be, like, an alpha type of wide receiver. So, I and... think Cooper is fine. I think Deshaun just missed him on a lot of throws. Like, he yeah. got wide open against us a lot. And he, I mean, I think it's, like, the snap count and so on. I mean, it was on par with Elijah. He didn't leave every single wide receiver in snaps and in and in trucks run. He was behind Elijah. So could Elijah be a sneaky a sneaky guy here? I mean, I know some people liked him when he was a rookie and like after his first year in in New York. But could he be like an option here? Could he be like the guy who dethrones Cooper as the one here? Or is Cooper pretty safe as the one? I think Cooper's pretty safe as the one. Um, Elijah Moore, I think, w did the best when, like, Deshaun gave him, like, a short throw and he did something with it. That's that's the best way I can describe it. Like, every time I saw Elijah on my screen, it was some kind of situation like that, which makes sense. He's explosive. But I do think in the deeper quadrants of the field, you're going to see Cooper Cup. I just think that they weren't on. And I did see Deshaun target Cooper a lot when he was on the field. So, and let's not, mis let's not forget also, you said that uh, Elijah Moore outsnapped him. Let's not forget that Cooper also went down and had to miss like half, like, like a possession basically. Yeah. Yeah. I see that as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's also happen. like the weather, I guess, like the weather, Pretty much might have impacted here, yeah. The the targets and like the passing game overall, and that's kind of why like uh, it didn't look good for Deshaun. But I don't want to I don't want to say jury's out on Deshaun just yet. I want to see him when it's not raining because I witnessed Joe Burrow finish that game with eighty two yards. So I'm not ready Next. just yet. I want to see. I I'm not saying it's not possible. I just I want to see another game. Next week is quite a quite a test. They face the the Steelers defense. Yep. So it might be another rough going for the Sean. Yeah, just like it might be another rough going for Kenny Pickett. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's. <laughs> yeah. I do hope it looks good because I, I was pretty bullish on Kenny. But <laughs> we we shall see. No, no, they, I mean, we will get there when we get to the Steelers game. Yep. But, like, the news on Deontay isn't the best right now. Okay. I've lost track of what games we have talked about, so I'm just going to let you continue. What's the next game on the docket? Yeah, next game on the docket, it's the, it's one of the games that we, that we discussed the most. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Colts. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know who scored the more point, the most points in this game for fantasy? Uh, Pikmin, Pittman. No, no, uh, between the, the QBs, my bad. Oh, oh, it was Richardson. He has the rushing. <laughs> he did like actually like Trevor Lawrence had more like he didn't have more, but he had like the second most uh, designed runs for a QB in the whole league in week one. 
might be something to keep an eye on if they're trying to using him more as a as a running QB. He did have like seven carries, didn't amount to much, but still. Trevor Lawrence, I don't Trevor Lawrence in college did run, but he like appears to me as more of a pocket passer if that makes sense. Yeah. Maybe it's just something that they are trying to to experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like on the cold side, Jimmy Richardson looked good. But I know you did, you don't like him, but I mean, I think he looked solid for the rookie. He looked the best out of any of those rookies, in my opinion. He looked poised. He looked like precise. The quarterback, yes. So, um, so, so then let me answer you this, Alex. Uh, which Colts running back are you going for? Oh, it's Jonathan Taylor. Jo oh, it's Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, how how did he do yeah. in that game? Yeah, he did as good as like the starters. Uh huh. <laughs> It was a terrible backfield. I mean, if you started any of those guys, you you didn't do well. I mean, no. Like, the best guy, uh, the guy who had the best yard per, per attempt was Jake Funk, with five yards per attempt on two carries, so he had, like, ten yards. Jake? Then the... <laughs> yeah, and then, like, Deion Jackson had, like, one yard per attempt on 13 attempts. Jake? It's not good. It's not good. Like the best running back on the Colts right now, it's Anthony Richardson. Yep. I think it's it's fair to say. No, it's not I fair do... to say it's accurate. Yeah, I, I do think like Zach Moss will be will be back next week and he will probably be the the starting running back. And he probably does oh, better really? than all of those you guys. Think, you don't yeah. think Deion Jackson made a good case? I was actually kind of thinking that he might have a chance to to get the job here because he did look good last year. And it, I mean, the end result was good. He didn't look anything special. But when he got the carries, he produced. But yeah, like, dude has, what, yes, 19 opportunities. He had, like, 13 carries and six, uh, six targets. Yet he finishes with, like, 28 yards. And two fumbles lost. Quite a feat, and as for for their passing game, though, I I think like their demise was kind of overstated. I mean, Pittman looks good. I I faded Pittman basically everywhere, and Pittman looks good. <laughs> yeah, the passing offense doesn't look bad. Richardson, I mean, I like Richardson. I think he looked much better of a passer than I thought. I said this as well in the other episode, and yeah. My guy, Josh Downs, with seven targets. Give him time and you will be a fantasy option, in my opinion. I know you basically don't like any of these guys, so... Yeah, like, who's to like? <laughs> who's... What's 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 to like? Josh Downs? Kyle... Oh, oh my bad, I got his name wrong. Kyleen Granson? <laughs> what are we talking about here? This is a terrible I mean... team. Pittman had like twenty four fantasy points. Yeah, he he's the only thing out there. And Anthony Rich, I think Anthony Richardson right now is a must start QB in fantasy. Why? He's the, because he will give you. He's the he's the only thing out there, and he isn't a target as well. That's exactly that's exactly it. 
I mean, he will be like the main rushing threat. He will be the guy who basically has to do everything for that offense. And he didn't look bad as a rookie in his first start versus a good Jacksonville defense division game. And he, he looked composed. He looked better than most rookies have, like from the 2021 and 2022 class. He looked better than Alex, he had basically all of them as a rookie. Alex, he had nothing to throw to. Yeah, even then, he had nothing to throw to, and he had, like, what, 223 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 10 carries, 40 yards, and a touchdown. So That's a better stat line than, ju like, Justin Fields ever had. So, so eventually, teams are going to figure out that he has nothing to throw to, and the biggest running threat on the Colts roster is him. So, eventually, you're just going to send it all at Anthony Richardson. The rookie, Anthony I mean, Richardson. I mean, yeah, but we have been saying that he, has, he doesn't have much to work with. That is the best rushing option that they have right now. And we are like two random guys who are doing a podcast. So I'm pretty sure the NFL teams know that by now. I guess that's fair. <laughs> so who do you want to talk about I'm, next? What's, 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 oh, we didn't talk about uh, Jacksonville. Calvin yeah, Ridley. You didn't is Calvin Ridley a thing? That's the thing I want to talk about. I didn't believe it, but I guess he is. I'm, I'm going to wait a few more weeks until I officially called it. But, I mean, he looked like prime Calvin Ridley. He did. And he looked, he looked really good. He did. He did. Let's, let's see what he does next. Who do they face next week? Uh, it is the Kansas City Chiefs. So, probably gonna be the game. it could be, it could be. One thing to note is that if you drafted Christian Kirk, I would give it like one or two more weeks until it's like a drop for me, because he's barely involved in the offense. He he was third on the in route run. He was basically only on the field when they weren't in like two wide receiver sets, when it was three wide receiver. Three wide receiver sets, he was not the field, and he, they barely played with three wide receivers. When it was two, it was Ridley and Jones. So yeah, I think it's it's by design. It's what they also did in the in the, the preseason. So not looking great for Kirk after that monster contract. No. No, not looking great for Kirk, but I'm not too worried because once again they played the Colts. So I would like to um, I would like to see the Jacksonville Jaguars against an actual NFL defense. Thank you. Etienne looked good. He That's my takeaway. Yeah, he did. He, that, I think he will. Played the Colts. He will have a lot to worry about though with Bigsby. I mean, Not if you're Bigsby, head coach, looking there with with a deer in headlights and waiting for someone to strip him. Yeah, that play was, was terrible. But, but I mean, if the dude has that play and the head coach still then trots him out there when they're like at the 5 or at the 10 near the goal line and they still trot them out there and not only give him one chance, but give him like two or three chances to break the plane and get the touchdown. I mean, that shows some sort of confidence and he seemed pretty patient. Like Doug Peterson seemed pretty patient with Bigsby. That's true. So that means that we can skip to the next game, which is one that you called right, actually. It's actually, the Minnesota Vikings. 11 and 5, <laughs> and actually? Okay. 
It is the Minnesota Vikings and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, Alex, what went wrong? The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense was pretty darn good. Oh, yeah? What about the Vikings defense? <laughs> Just pretty darn okay. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I just want to say that, like, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are like two hundred yards of offense. That is true. <laughs> I mean, it was like an interception by Kirk Cousins, two fumbles lost. It wasn't like the cleanest game, and they struggled because the Bucks still looked. Looked impressive, looked better than I expected. I know they have some playmakers, but I didn't expect them to look this good. On the Bucks side, though, I would I would mention like Rashad White didn't have the most impressive game, but it's clearly his backfield. He dominated the touches. He had like 17 carries, 19 touches total. He's, it's not going to be his backfield if he keeps having outings like that. I mean, it, it depends. I mean, it's one game. Let's see what he does next. Yeah. But I mean, Early indicators are good. They are not really... I mean, Sean Tucker had like seven touches. It's it's like rotation-type touches. But yeah, like maybe the the pieces in this offense won't be as bad as I expected them to be. I mean, they had like three wide receivers with over like eight points. They had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin with double-digit fantasy points. I think that's more... That's a- Third wide receiver got a touchdown. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Still, the guy who the guys who were drafted the most were Godwin and Evans. And although like Godwin didn't have the best of games, he didn't like hurt you or anything. He got ten points for where we drafted them. That's pretty good. Yeah. On the Viking side, though, receiving Addison looked pretty good. So I, I mean, the advanced analytics. I drafted Jordan Addison in a lot of my money redraft leagues, and I'm feeling really good about that right now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, he still needs to run more routes. He didn't run the most routes, like, outside of Jefferson. I believe that was still KJ Osborne, and he was on the field more than Edison. But Edison still looked impressive to me, and there were a few, few plays there where he, he basically just missed the connection with Cousins. Otherwise, it would have been an even better day. So, yeah. Hawkinson, he saved you with the catches, basically, if you play in PPR leagues. Yeah. I think I think if you have any piece on this Vikings offense, your takeaway is, oh, yeah, they're not running it. They can't run it. The piece I got, whether you want to call that Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, or, or Jordan Addison, they are going to have games. How many games and when that happens could be debatable, but they are going to have blowout games. So yeah. you feel good no matter what piece you got. I do think, like, as the time goes on, I think Edison will be a reliable optional, like, week in, week out. I think it will be good. I actually like looking at Hawkinson. I actually made, like, a very early trade in one of my leagues. It was, like, that streamer league that I was talking to you about. Like very Hawkins, early I... trade. Oh, you cut off there. But yeah, very early trade. But uh, basically, in that league, I, I ended up with two tight ends for some reason. Goddard and Ock. 
And I traded this morning, I traded Deshaun Watson and Hawkinson for Jahan Dotson and Lamar Jackson. The owner was, wasn't the biggest fan of Lamar. So, yeah. He, he wasn't the biggest fan to start. He just kind of ended up with him because it was an auction draft and one out with him. But yeah, not. Uh, I was looking for wide receivers and I'm okay if Lamar is my one. I still have Herbert, so I have to eventually find a place to trade him because it's one QB. Yeah. But yeah, just thought I would mention it. The next game on the docket, though, is is one of the highest like one that was supposed to be like one of the highest scoring games of the week according to you it's the one when one with like a great high powered offense the new orleans saints and the tennessee titans oh stop it uh. <laughs> the 16 points scored new york the new orleans saints you know what i still feel good about the saints offense I mean, they didn't look terrible. I'm just giving you a hard time because you ex you clearly expected like fireworks, basically, and it was a mild game. When they don't play a boring team, is Rashid Shaheed like a good option here? Yes, the short answer is yes. Will he be a viable like week in week out option, or is it still like Michael Thomas? I they all three of them looked good. So wide receiver three type person. Okay, so that's someone to to look at, like in waivers and so on. He's yes. probably available in plenty of waivers. Please go. And he, yeah, he didn't perform. Thomas, Thomas did have more targets, but Shahid had the touchdown, and he looks explosive. Still, Alave yeah. ran that that wide receiver room. As I expected him to. Alava looks great. I believe he, he he looked injured there for a bit, but then he, he came out but he came back without much much trouble, so shouldn't be anything to worry about. Alave will be fine. On the Titans though, it's it's is it still like the Derrick Henry show and then you, you pick one wide receiver and you play it? Yes. Okay, got it. <laughs> this is why I hated I I don't even remember ever talking about the Titans and I know at least one I think I I think Matt Kelly has been touting Hopkins as like a steal in redraft and like no don't just here's here's a pro tip here's a pro tip as long as Derrick Henry is healthy and he's the back for the Titans just whatever wide receivers they have, just unless they're as good as like AJ Brown, just ignore them. Yeah, to I be frank, say, though, Hopkins had an okay, an okay, like week. Yeah. It wasn't game breaking or anything, but still. Just 13, 13 targets is pretty good. I, I agree with that, but the most boring offense in the NFL, like. Yeah. Chick Chick should have had like a massive day. Like Tannehill just overthrew him when he was wide open. That would have been like what like a seventy or sixty yard touchdown. I mean he should have had like four tight end. That would have been a massive Tannehill day. Pretty rough, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. 
and Henry had like, I mean, he was on the field, like the two best plays of the Titans were two screen passes to Derrick Henry and he just took off. And But they <laughs> just ran like two screens, didn't run anything else. And he was on the field less than Ty J Spears, but still outproduced him massively. Yes, they want to see what they have with Tajay Spears. They understand Derrick Henry is not forever. Yeah. I mean, one main takeaway here is if if Willis or Clavis uh, didn't come into this game when Tenhill played this bad, they probably will never come into this game. So. Unless he gets injured. Yeah, unless they unless he gets injured. Because it was a rough showing from Tenhill. Right. He got got by the Saints. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about in this game? The Saints are boring. The or the Saints are boring. The Titans, they are. The Titans <laughs> are boring. The Saints are not. Get yourself Titans or Saints play. Why do I keep messing this up? Get yourself Saints players. Okay. That's what I got. So the next one though. <laughs> I was very right on this one. <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. You were very right on this one? I, that, that's yeah, yeah. Wrong. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I, I'm sure I was right. I'm sure. Uh-huh. Trust. So, what, what what's your takeaway from uh, the 49ers continuing what they showed last season when they didn't have a running back as their quarterback? Please. Probably shouldn't have sold McCaffrey and Dynasty Nas. <laughs> I mean, if you're not giving him rest when you're up like, what, three touchdowns for most of the game versus the Steelers, he'll probably never get rest and we were just fed like a bunch of lies. Because it was, oh, we have to take care of, we have to take care of McCaffrey. We can't give him too much work. And we, we need to take care of that. And we have to split carries with Elijah. Elijah had like five touches. <laughs> McCaffrey had like 25 on the game that they w- were winning by 20 before the half or something. So, uh, yeah. I mean, outside of that, Hayuk had a, a great game. He looks amazing. He looks like the main target there, probably. Demo will, Demo will probably be like a Swiss Army knife. And yeah, as we said, like we weren't too too high on Kittle, and he still doesn't appear to. I mean, he had six targets. He only had nineteen yards on three catches. Not great. So, what did I say before the season started? I said that Christian McCaffrey. I said that Christian McCaffrey touches take away from Debo touches. And what happened? Christian McCaffrey got the ball a bunch. Debo did not. I mean, he did have like nine opportunities, but yeah, it wasn't the best game. It was an efficient game, but it wasn't the best game. I think the San Francisco offense is a predictable offense. I think that we are going to see games where they do give Christian McCaffrey rest and Elijah Mitchell gets started hot and then they just start feeding him and then you'll see a lot more Devo touches and then they will go off. Like 
the 49ers are don't care how they gas you. Just know they are going to gas you. It, it's, it's an, it is inevitable. They are going to steamroll like 90% of the teams in the NFL. Yeah, that's probably true. They looked like the best team throughout the weekend. Yeah. And, they looked I mean, like on... the team I predicted would win the Super Bowl last year. And the only reason they didn't even get there is, once again, they're, not their starting quarterback went down. Not their backup quarterback went down. Their starter, their backup, their backup to the backup, and their backups to the backup's backup went down. <laughs> That's what it took, Alex. That's what it took to derail the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not ignoring that. <laughs> I have nothing. It's it's infuriating to watch a team like this in the same division as you, where they basically like trade three firsts for a fourth. And then they look like the best team in the NFL. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't they matter. have everything. They have yeah, everything. and they have like the least paid QB in the league, and it looks great. Yep. <laughs> On the other side of the ball, though. So, so what's about the Steelers? Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about the Steelers, Alex. Let's talk about. Let's talk about that sneaky top ten most potent offense Steelers. Let's talk about them, Alex. That you also like, I have to say. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wasn't great. Pickett looked looked way worse than I expected. He looked he didn't look way too comfortable in the pocket. He looked kind of iffy about it. But then Deontay went down as well, which isn't great. Deontay is like the main target in his offense. And apparently like Allen Robinson is a thing again. Uh, he led this team uh-huh. in he led the team in like targets and receptions. And receptions, not Calvin Austin led it in reception, uh, but he led it in yards and in targets. The backfield. If you drafted Najee, I'm sorry, but what were you doing? We this will be. We warned you. We warned you on this show that Warren is coming. The the. We warned you. Yes, we warned you. <laughs> Warren is coming. And he's coming for that job, I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> y'all produced him week one for fantasy. It, it, I mean, he was still on the field less than Najee, but this will be a 50-50 backfield very soon. Yeah. Which for a certain, like, pick that I have in one league that you know about, I'm pretty hyped about that. Mm-hmm. If that will mean one certain team might go down... And I have that first. Well, uh, at tight end, Charmu, one catch, three yards, one touchdown. I believe he, he was injured prior to the, the touchdown. Then he came back and caught the touchdown and went. And that's how you get like seven points and you are the... What was he? He was the tight end with one catch, one touchdown. He was the tight end... What? He was a top 15 tight end, I believe. No, probably probably lower. Bunch of guys with eights and nines, yeah. So, not great. It really is rough out here on these tight end streets when Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey don't suit up. Unless you have Hunter Henry. 
much you have, Hunter. And <laughs> bet you didn't expect that. What was he, the tight end one? The tight end one with 17 points. <laughs> so that 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 was the best the best tight end the absolute best tight end in fantasy last week you got your seven by over four points i believe you got your second best was 13 if you had a tight end you didn't have a tight end yeah basically like it didn't really matter who you played on, on unless you faced like hunter henry they were like all rough all of them. Anything else in the the San Francisco game? The 49ers look great. Like they always do. That's all great. I'm going to say. What's the next game? <laughs> it is my... Not mine, but like... My Sam Howell versus the Arizona Cardinals. So, uh, so, so go ahead. Speak, speak uh, Sam Howell's praises. Somehow. I mean, he didn't look like a fifth-round rookie. <laughs> again, again, he probably looks better than any rookie QB from his class, so... Outside of Purdy, of course. Yeah, I mean... I expected a bit more... But I wasn't disappointed with the outcome. It was his second start ever for the National Football League. I mean, Terry is still a bit hurt, so the offense wasn't at 100% full health. And Sam Howell didn't look terrible. I mean, there's some things to clean up. I mean, the, the sacks, the fumbles, I mean, he needs to to clean those up. And It's not a great defense in Arizona, but as I said in the other episode, I think it's it's better than we, we gave them credit for. And yeah, I mean, it's the Brian Robinson show in the backfield. I mean, he had like 20 touches compared to like the four that gives him that. Wasn't terrible. I mean, he ran the ball. He looked better than he did last year. It will eventually get better in terms of yards per carry and so on. But he is is nailed. He's the clear guy there. And then receiving, (laughs) are we just going to do the whole Curtis Samuel show again? He was the wide receiver one for them. Jahan Dotson with nine points. I mean, not a bad showing. I was expecting the touchdown, but those will come. He's, he's a big red zone threat. Yep. But yeah. Dotson led the, the team in in targets. That's wide receiver. I thought you said thoughts on the team, and I was going to say they're boring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they will be better because, like, there's a young QB in there and so on and so forth, so... They will Maybe like be a bit more exciting. Like, they what? What's that? Uh, I didn't catch what you said. I said maybe as the season goes on, but you know maybe they they didn't look as bad as the Giants. I'll give you that. Are they better than the Giants? So no, I want no, to to put like a small break here. Yeah, I don't think they are either. I said they looked better than the Giants. I didn't say they are better than the Giants. Okay. You know who you should really target? Who's that? James Conner. Stop it. I mean, it doesn't matter who they face. Uh, he's still the guy. He will, I mean, he had like 19 he touches. The commanders. Yeah, and it won't matter who they face because 
he will always be the guy and he is involved in the passing game. He had like five targets, which tied for the team lead uh, between like wide receivers and running backs. He will be involved in the passing game. There's no one else in that backfield that really threatens his playing time. He was one of uh, the running backs with the highest snap like percentage. I mean, he will be involved plenty. If you if you need a running back to you should probably target James Conner. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You get like really tired of talking about this. About James Conner? Yeah. What it's boring. It's like talking about the Titans. It's boring. You know what's not boring? Congratulations! I'm gonna get a running back who gets three yards a carry, and but he's gonna get twenty touches, so he's gonna get like a hundred yards, and it's gonna be fine. Like, give average four yards, four point four yards. Oh my bad, my bad, four point four yards. I mean, if you need, if you need a running back who's who's cheap and gives you like ten points, ten to twelve points a game, there's worse options than James Conner. It's all I'm saying. You know what's pretty exciting? Just to close out this game. What's that? Zach Ertz with 10 targets. And with those 10 targets, he caught 6 of them and he got 21 yards. Jesus, God. <laughs> okay. It was a bad day to be a tight end. It was just, if you were a tight end, it wasn't... And, Hertz is probably a top ten tight end right now. Hertz is probably you're probably right. <laughs> well, let's move on to a bit more of an exciting game: the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Packers all day. Packers all day, as we Packers said. As we said, we didn't understand the line. The line was pretty darn bad. Line, I mean, the line was misinformed. Yeah, completely. I mean, I, I'm not going to go into the, the fields rent anymore. The Bears look terrible. You don't want anyone on the Bears expect, except from, like, the running backs. And I, I guess Justin Fields will know. have better days rushing. Arnell Mooney looks pretty good. He's the only one that Fields wants to throw to, so there you go. It's the only one that he can throw to. That's the issue. So, yeah, I mean, you if you... You drafted DJ Moore thinking that you would have some sort of like top 15 wide receiver. You probably need to rethink your, your strategies for fantasy. It's it's terrible out there. Fields looked terrible. The offense looks terrible. Rashawn Johnson did well, but I mean, most of his targets and his carries and his touches overall came in in like garbage time. Yep. Yeah. That is still have like at like the best week out of any of those running backs. It's probably yeah, no, I'm something. I'm actually excited for Roshan Johnson. I think he could take over the top back in that backfield. And unlike the passing game, the Bears' running game is very effective. Yeah, yeah, you, I can see Justin that. Fields. You have Justin Fields, so yeah, they're going then... to be like worried about him. So they're even if they stack the box. 
they're going to be stacking the box with people containing to make sure that Justin Fields doesn't launch it. So you're going to have lanes. That's that's basically the point. You're going to have lanes. You're going to have a way to get open and get like good runs in and on, on another hand, though, if you if the team is stacking the box, do you even have those opportunities? Then you have to account for Justin Fields. Oh, I'm sorry. They have to account for Justin Fields. They do. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, I agree with you, though, that I think that Roshan is probably someone that you want to pick up. But in the leagues that I have him right now, in Drew Draft, uh, I've I've sent some offers out to see if someone is like high enough on him that is just watching the box cars and didn't see like the splits and so on. I mean, if I can get the value right now, I don't need to wait for him to actually like take over, and I don't need to have like a piece on one of the worst offenses in the league. I guess that's true. I mean, looking at one of the best offenses on the league in points scored right now, though. The Packers. Packers. (laughs) We were so right on the Packers. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know why this was like a group think that the Bears were going to be I I don't get it. I guess I think competitive because it's the NFL and talent, but I don't see where you were Like, if you're trying to make the argument that the Bears' offensive line is in the same level as the Packers, I, what are you looking at? So you're, what was better? You're not was watching it the running games. backs? Was it? Oh, it's the receivers. They have DJ Moore and Darno Movie. Oh, boy. The receivers are better. Oh, boy. That How would actually better? matter. That would actually matter if, like, the QB was, was throwing the ball. So... Like, I, I don't I don't know what I don't know I don't know I just don't know what like the thought was that the Bears were gonna come out and just dominate the Packers for the first time in basically their history because even if Aaron Rodgers isn't there you still lost all those games that's still in the back of your mind I don't care who you are. Losing that many times to that one team is in the back of your mind. You are so, still a bad team. So. And you're still a bad team, yes. So. And and even, I mean, in this game, the Packers didn't even have Christian Watson. Like, the, yeah. the two main wide receivers were too, too like... Watson comes back. This is, this, the, the allure of the Packers stack was Watson melting faces. But... What Jordan Love showed me, because Jordan Love wasn't perfect. I'm not saying acting like he's like a top five quarterback right now. But what Jordan Love showed me is he can get Christian Watson to a wide receiver one status. Like, there's, I, I don't have doubts. I think Jordan Love will be really good. I really like what I saw this week. Yeah. I think the Packers will jump from like one well of all the favorite QB to another, and then to I don't know if at I'm ready least to say that, but... no, no. I, I mean, they jumped from one all of famer to another. And now they might have jumped from one all of famer to a pretty darn good QB. Yeah. So in like those what forty years, they had like three QBs that would be 
any of them would be the best QB in Bears history. If we have people that are actually like Bear fans listening to us, I'm sorry. Just pick a new team. Well, I guess we we have talked about most of everything here. I don't think there's anything else we need to discuss. The Packers All are right. great. The Bears are yep. terrible. We got a game. We got a game. We got a... We got to talk about the actual worst shellacking that I saw. And it's the Cowboys and the Giants. No, 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 no. Hey, you are going way too far ahead. <laughs> I'm jumping the gun? Is, you are jumping the gun. You are, no, no. We are still missing like the whole slate of afternoon games. We are? Yeah. The Packers was just the first one. We are missing one game that you took a big shellapping in. Because you didn't believe in this team, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos. Stop it. You can ignore this. <laughs> Your demeanor just went completely off the window. It's like you were so excited to talk about something and then, oh, it's the Raiders. <laughs> oh, okay. now let's well, talk about the disappointment that is the Denver Broncos and the Oakland Raiders not losing a game. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I kind of like the Raiders and the Broncos are probably like as bad as they were before. They didn't really improve that much. Wilson isn't doing like the things that he was doing in Seattle. Javante looks good. That's, a, that's about what I can say from this Denver offense. Wilson looks off. 177 yards versus a defense that I don't really like. Yeah, two touchdowns. He doesn't run like he used to. He, he has lost that. His passing isn't as crisp because he has lost that mobility out, out of the pocket. And I mean, I don't know. It's It's not a good offense. You're telling me that the Oakland Raiders aren't a good offense? No, no, I'm telling you that the Denver Broncos aren't a good offense. Oh, okay, okay, sorry, sorry, I mis, I mis, I misread the question. Okay, maybe, maybe so, trading like a first for Sean Payton wasn't a good idea. Trading first, isn't that the most like the most Broncos thing? They're trying, they're trying so hard to be a good team. And, like, so here's the thing. Sean Payton can say all he wants. He has faith in Russell Wilson. His game planning says otherwise. Because that man did not take, like, a single shot down the field that I can tell. Yeah. The one that I recall, I think he threw one to like sudden. I'm not sure if it was incomplete or pass interference or something, but I believe he threw one to sudden. And that's what I can remember as well. Yeah, I don't know if anything changes when when Judy is back. Now they lost Greg Dulcich. Greg Dulcich will be out for a, a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, he, he re injured the hamstring that he injured last year. 
it's all bad. Like, I don't think the Broncos were, like, a rift with receiving talent to begin with. So, you know, losing your best weapon definitely isn't helping. So, yeah. And that's Judy, that's Tim Patrick, that's Dulcich all out of the window. Yeah. Yeah, that's... So, so even if Sean Payton could fix it with his offensive schemes, he doesn't have the personnel to fix it anymore. He, he doesn't. He may have had it. He may have had the personnel, but he definitely doesn't now. Maybe if he had, like, Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe he could have done it. Stop it. Jimmy Garoppolo, who is now a rushing QB. We had like nine carries. Jimmy Garoppolo had like one less carry than Anthony Richardson. That's crazy. I think Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> wants to get hurt so Aiden O'Connell can get in. And and he actually won them the game with a rush. Like he, he got like that last first down to seal the game. It was a run play by him where he just took off. So major props to him. Also, Jacoby Myers looked excellent. Until they got decapitated. So, yeah, this offense will be pretty good. And it's like really concise. It's like Myers, it's Adams, and that's that. There's no one else. Like outside of those two, they had like two players with targets, with two targets actually, between like the wide receivers and the tight ends. I don't. I, I, I just I don't no. <laughs> this is just this is this is a bad team this is, every every like every like fiber of my being and instinct says that this is a bad team and they they're just gonna fluke their way to wins that I guess I don't see possible so I guess it, I guess I guess what basically what I'm saying is if you want to catch up just pick the Raiders to win every week. Jacoby Myers is currently the wide receiver three in fantasy football Jacoby, in one PPR. Wait, is Jacoby Myers even healthy? Like I, I heard he got. Well, I heard I saw he got knocked into another plane of existence. He's currently on the concussion protocol, but uh -huh. before he got like eliminated from Murph, he yeah. had like nine catches, eighty-one yards, and two touchdowns. So he's currently yeah, he wide receiver three. So next up, it is the Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots. Thoughts about this game? The Patriots' offense looks better than I thought it was going to. Like Much that, better. That's the moral of the story. Juju, like, wasn't even the biggest factor in this game. I think, like. I don't know, but the Patriots have done a really good job of, like, drafting a bunch of mid-wide receiver talents who you're like, ooh, but they never use. And then, like, suddenly they all just got used at one point or another. Like, they figured out they drafted all these wide receivers for a reason. So. In this case, like, know. the main guy was actually, like, Kendrick Bourne, who, yeah. like, basically wasn't even utilized last year because Matt yeah. Patricia didn't think it would be worth it. Yeah. And now he's like their main target. Their, their main target right now. It's 
right. it's like Bill O'Brien said, we have all these things. Let's see what works. And they just tried to pepper everything in. And I mean, it worked for him. Yeah. Mm. The, yeah, the play calling looked, okay. looked like they actually had faith in Mac Jones. Whereas last year, it looked like they didn't know what the play calling really was going to be. <laughs> so, so, I don't I mean, think anyone had a clue. But yeah, I mean, receiving wise, I don't know. I don't know if Juju will be a thing all year. I think he, the knee might be done. Uh, I'm not that confident in him. He, he did have like seven targets, but so did like the Mario Douglas, who's a rookie that they got like out of nowhere. So do with that as you will. Uh, yeah, I think like if you want to target this offense for fantasy, it won't be like that easy. I think Hunter Henry oh, will have, have no a good idea. season. I have no idea who the main target is for the... It's Hunter Henry, probably. It's what? It's probably Hunter Henry. It's probably the first committee receiving core I've ever seen. No, it's the second. Last year, he was pretty close to wide receiver by committee. <laughs> but yeah, outside of that, Ramondre, six targets. And like Ezekiel Elliott had seven targets. I don't know why. Who had that brilliant idea, but okay. Yeah, they were pretty close to, to beating the, the Eagles. So yeah, so it worked. So I will say that Ramondre wasn't like efficient, but he also didn't look bad. Does that make sense? Yeah, and he was good like through the air. Yeah. It was pretty good. On the Eagles side, are you worried about Hurts, or was it just like oh. Bill Belichick had three months to prepare and did a great game plan? Yeah, like I said, every time the Eagles tried, because that's really where the Eagles like will get you, is they'll do a bunch of like short plays, like run, run, design run with Hurts. Here's a small pass, and then Hurts will just every once in a while take the big deep bomb throws and you've seen so much short stuff that it's one-on-one and they have oh and then you forget oh yeah they have aj brown and Devonte smith out there the patriots seem like they never lost sight of that it, every time they went deep for smith or brown it's it, it looked like while i was watching that he would that receiver was double covered every time so yeah their game plan the patriots game plan yeah the patriots game plan was basically like you won't run down our you won't run down our throats and you won't like beat us deep. Everything else you can have. And it pretty much worked. I mean they had a pretty good game plan to the point where Dallas Goddard had like one target for no catches. Complete yeah. blank. And so far our bet that Devonta Smith would uh, outscore AJ Brown. It's like two points, two point seven points ahead. Yeah, it's gonna be close. Yeah, Kenneth Gainwell though, it's it's the guy there. Although he did pick yeah. up an injury, like a rib injury, so it's questionable, and he hasn't practiced yet. They have an early game. Uh, maybe it throws a wrench into things. Maybe it's the Swift Scott Penny, Penny. show. Penny, <laughs> Penny will be back. He's just to get injured. That is probably what's going to happen. <laughs> We're going to ignore that. Well, 
Jumping on to the next game, it's the highest scoring game of the week, which is the Miami Dolphins and the Los, Los Angeles Chargers. Game to watch. Basically, yeah. if you have a Dolphins receiver, you're cool. If you have a Chargers running back, you're cool. Like that's that that was the moral of the story. I think that it's not always going to be like that for the Chargers. I think they're going to have. And here's where I think your little uh, rant on Quentin Johnston is going to go away. I think eventually they're going to get to passing, and Quentin Johnston is going to have games just based off that. Yeah, and they will pass it to Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and that's that. And Heckler. That is true. <laughs> Eckler still looks like he's going to be the fantasy running back one this year. He does, he does. I mean, he had 16 carries, 20 touches overall. Yeah, it, it looked great. He did, like, end up getting hurt, I believe. Yeah, he's questionable right now. He he missed, like, the late, latest part of the game. I believe, like, in the last drive, they had Joshua Kelly out there. They didn't have him that much. And, yeah, he's currently, he's currently his status is currently unclear for the game because he picked up. As Stanley said, an ankle. Ah, was... yes. Nothing better than the vague ankle injury. Yeah. Uh, he didn't even say he had an ankle injury. He said he had an ankle, which I thought, like, he basically had an ankle since he was born, but I guess not. <laughs> yeah, outside of that, I mean, the running backs for Miami, most of it, if you started them, he did well. Basically, it they chain was was inactive, and no one else really did anything in this backfield. And if you started to and uh, Tyreek in this week when the scores weren't really that high, you probably won. You won. Yeah, probably. They scored the like. The only thing I regret is I only was able to get Tua in one of my redraft leagues. Yeah. Or Tua Tyreek in one of my redraft leagues. Yeah. And those two scored like 70 points week one. Yep. I would say that's close to average what a team scored in week one. So, yeah. Crazy. Anything. I mean, Waddle wasn't like superstar, but I mean, it was okay. Waddle will have his games. Yeah, Waddle it was just the Hill show. Anything else you want to talk about? I just love Miami. That's just it. They look pretty darn good. They do. They don't look like they have a defense either, so that means pass, 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 pass. So. I know who I'm starting in the 32-team league. It's between Mac Jones or Bryce Young. Best believe I'm going with Mac Jones. Oh. <laughs> well, the next game on the docket, though, we are almost done. We are missing three games, and the next game is the Seattle Seahawks versus the Los Angeles Rams. Ouch. <laughs> uh, it was it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Two yards of offense on the second half. If you I mean, if you played like the Seahawks, and I played like I believe I played like three Seahawks in Dynasty Nas, you were looking pretty good like to start the like for the first half. I mean Lockett was okay. Wal Walker was doing good. DK would add a touchdown. And then they come out in the second half and they have two yards. 
great. Yeah. No, they looked the, the Seahawks looked bad. Just yeah, I mean, they lost both tackles. Let's hope they are back this week. They did sign uh Jason Peters to the part to the practice squad. I believe the, the plan is to to get him to the to the active roster on game day. So yeah, I mean, doesn't bode well for Abraham Lucas and Charles Cross help for the game next week. Or this week, should I say? And yeah, I mean, uh, as I said on the other episode, I think it's it's a game that you throw away. I I don't think we learned much here. Jackson Smith and Jigba mm. is gaining targets over like Metcalf and Lockett and so on. He was like tied for first on the team in targets. And yeah, I believe, that's a problem. Yeah, and like Lockett was was checked for a concussion in the week one loss. And so, JSN is not a hundred percent still, so uh, looking pretty rough if you're uh, Seahawks weapons, which is sad because I targeted them in a lot of leagues, buddy. Uh, yes, I, think, I did. I think... I think you will be fine, though. I think the offense will look much better than they lead versus the Rams. I, I, I wouldn't hope be shocked. you're right. I wouldn't be shocked if it's, like, the worst game that we... Yeah. I think and... that... I... Go ahead, sorry. No, I was just going to say, on the backfield, there's no need to worry about sharpening. It's, it's the kind of show until anything changes. We'll see. Charbonnet is always waiting in the wings. No, uh, he has to be like DJ Dallas first for <laughs> for meaningful playtime because I believe Dallas was on the field much more than Charbonnet. Wow. Yeah, it's the Pete Carroll way. On the Rams the side. On the Rams side, though. There's no way. There's no way. You can't convince me they keep this up. You can't convince me that uh, you can't. can't convince me that Puka Nukua. I can't even say his name, but you can't. You can't convince me he's a thing. Yeah, I would say that this is probably like the highest scoring game of the year. I don't expect them to to play like this and to have a game like this anytime soon. I want to say that Pukaniku is a thing, though. They like no. they lost Cooper Cup, and now no. they found Cooper Cup two point So no, I refuse. No, I refuse. No, the no, no. I'm gonna say it, but I think everyone should pick up Pukaniku in the waivers. You should pick up Pukanikua. and you should but... probably start him. Uh, Until Cup is back, of course. Then we are back to one two, one two. Throw it to Cup. Uh, the question for me in backfield uh, and in this team in general, though, is: Do you pick up Karen Williams and Tutu Atwell, though? Because <laughs> I gotta be frank. Two, two. <laughs> I never expected the day would come where Tutu Atwell is a, is a fantasy option. Tutu Atwell is like if you got an emo kid in high school and decided to turn him into an NFL player. I I'm so I can't. 
I can't. There's, there's, there's just, there's no explanation. I don't know how they perform so well. I can't explain it. Like, I, there's no way. Our there's no way. There's no well. way this continues. Yeah, I think part of it was just that our defense is probably terrible. So <laughs> there's no way. Tutu did have like close to 120 yards on the on the <laughs> through the air. So... Yeah, they both had 100. Yards, Alex. There's no way that no, you can't convince me. You can't convince me. Uh, I, 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 I gotta say, I don't think I would pick up to do. I do think I would pick up Kyron Williams and I would pick up Kanakua. Kyron <laughs> straight up looks better than K-Makers. That's that's sad, but it's true. Yeah, it's. It's not good if you drafted Akers. I mean, he had like 22 carries still. But I mean, goal line stuff, it was Kyron Williams. Passing downs, it was mostly Kyron Williams. Basically, Akers is getting like those touches that no one wants. Like middle of the field and so on. Not great. I just... I just... I just... I, I just... I, I, I just... I just... I... You're at a loss of words. I am. By the, by the great Rams offense. The great Rams. And by the way, I projected them to go 9 and 8. Yeah, but I when projected I, them to go like 5 or 6 and whatever. But, but even with 9 and 8, I expected Cooper Cup to be healthy. But I he didn't expect... Cup. It just changed his name. It's now Pukunakuba. I didn't expect... The the freaking Rams to go out there with Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua and put up over three hundred yards of passing somehow. That that just doesn't compute. It doesn't compute. How did they do it, Alex? Was it voodoo magic? How did they do it? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was part of it was just that our defense was wasn't good. I mean, did they put the little football guys that they, that you do in? Like the combine out there for the Seahawks? How did they do it? I mean, I just saw Tutu Atwell completely open, like two or three times, but there was no one near him. So yeah, our defense just wasn't up to par, and we do have some like injuries and so on in Jamal Adams and Witherspoon, so it should be better. And I don't expect this to repeat for the Rams. I would still pick up Puka, and I would still pick up Kyron though. Well, I, I just, I just, I, I just, I don't. We spent too much time talking about a blowout here. <laughs> I just, Let's I, go I, to I another blowout then. I don't get it. I, th I just don't get this. Ma this next one makes more sense. I don't know. This man. Next one. I this next one makes drive. more sense to me. I watched the first drive and I was like, "This is going to be a pretty competitive game. The chance looked good," and then they fumble a. Kick is returned for a touchdown, and it's over. Yeah, it's that's probably, pretty much it. It was over. It's the weirdest game I've seen, probably. Where the team actually looks really good to start. They're building so. Here's a, really a question. And... Here's a question. As someone who is a fan of offense, who would you be more afraid to see? Would you be more afraid to see a defense? 
that's led by Micah Parsons, or would you be more afraid to see a defense led by Miles Garrett? I think they are sort of different players. I think overall I'd probably be more afraid of Miles because he's a pure pass rusher, but I think Micah is much more dynamic because he can play in multiple positions on the field, and he's still yes. like... an amazing pass rusher, even though that's not his main position, basically. So, so explain it to me. Are the Cowboys now just the best defense in the NFL, or like, was this just a fluke game in division? They looked like the best defense. I'm not going to say they were, they are currently the best defense. I think part of it oh, no, they just... 100% look like the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. That, that's not debatable. Uh, the Jets did play pretty well on the defense, but we'll so get there. So did the Browns, but yeah, but the the Dallas Cowboys look better. But yeah, and part of it, I think yeah. it's just the division factor. I think it was just a game that the Giants were caught off guard to start the game, and then it went downhill. It was a snowball; they just couldn't stop it. They exactly they just couldn't stop it, and they couldn't start it either because their offense was just bad. Yeah, and it was at a point where, like, the game was practically over. And, like, the backups to the backups almost in Dallas were still giving, like, trouble to New York. They were still, like, it was really, like, a showing of power. Like, they wanted to establish dominance over the Giants. So, like, no matter if it was the starters or the backups, they were giving help to the Giants. And I guess Danny Dimes probably did something wrong to someone because he was out there when they were losing by 30 halfway through the the fourth quarter and he was taking You go hits. out there in this blowout. <laughs> you you deserve it. This. Look at the score. You, yeah, look at the score, <laughs> loser. They just cut to a picture of him on the bench, like soaking wet because it's it's raining quite a lot. And it's just soaking wet, waiting with his helmet in his hand to go back there to the slaughterhouse. <laughs> I kind of had like some like pity for the dude. Poor, poor guy. I felt for him. <laughs> dude looked rough out there. I mean, it was overall, it was the team just didn't perform. He was constantly pressured. I believe we were sacked, what, seven times? He was constantly pressured. They looked sloppy out there. The wide receivers didn't look good. Every time something good happened for the wide receivers, it was followed by, like, for example, the Paris Campbell catch was followed like by a turnover by the DB, forced fumble. It was a rough game. I, I would it's another game that I would check it to like week one stuff in the division. I think the Giants are better than this. They have to be. There, there isn't much worse than this, Alex. <laughs> You sh there sure isn't like 104 yards and two interceptions. Yikes! I don't know. I guess I guess I could say the floor is what the Cincinnati Bengals did, but the Cincinnati Bengals also didn't turn the ball over like that through the air. So I mean, their leading wide receiver at like 24 yards. You mean their leading tight end? No, no, it was actually like in the wide receiver group. The wide receiver oh. with the most yards was actually like 24 yards. And it was that pass that it eventually led to a, a forced fumble. So, great stuff. I keep saying it, it was Paris Campbell. It was actually Isaiah Hodgins. My bad. Yeah. Not I'm great. 
Not even the kicker was good. I mean, he, he missed like two field goals. Not even the kicker was good. It was a terrible game all around. Are you even the slightest concerned about the Cowboys? I think we have talked about this, but it's yes, they were leading. Believe it or not, yes, I am concerned about the Cowboys' offense. Like they were leading by too much. I guess that's true. They could have trotted out their Trey Lance, and they they would be okay. I'm actually. Did Trey Lance get a, get any minutes in here? No, no, it was uh, Cooper Rush. Oh, he Cooper played Rush. like that two. Played a few snaps, mostly handoffs. He had like one pass attempt. Yeah. He had like the the handoffs to Deuce Vaughn. Five six yeah, one seventy six I... Deuce Vaughn. I saw that. That. That's what they need to do. That's how you showcase dominance. Here, stop yeah. the five six running back. And to be fair, they stopped him mostly. He had six carries and he had like eight yards. Can you imagine a team where like the two main options are Deuce Vaughn and Tutu Atwell? I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. It's I don't the scenes. Two kindergartners like playing in the NF. Great stuff. Pretty much. <laughs> like from like, from what we saw, like <laughs> we saw very little from this offense, like at full power. But it's it's the CD show and the Brian the Brandon Cooks show. Like Cooks was clearly much more involved than Gallup, in my opinion. Yeah, but it's hard to draw any conclusions from this game. It was over like by the second quarter. It was over by the time kickoff happened. Yeah, it was over the moment that that field goal was blocked for a touchdown. So yeah, I guess we can just move on from this game. So the last game that we will talk about today, which is the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets. Like, no. Zach Wilson won the game, by the way. He did win the game. Yes, sir. I don't know, man. This was a very weird game. It looked like they would... They was they were about to win it, the Buffalo Bills. And then, like, Alan throws... I believe it's like back-to-back drives or like two interceptions in three drives or something like that. Uh, all three interceptions went to to Whitehead and then to to win it in the beauty. He basically like turns the ball over in his last drive uh, prior to the field goal that they scored to to tie the game. Uh, they are winning. I no, they are tied. It's a tight game, and in the last drive that he yes, he basically like. I've talked about this before, but he, he fumbles the snap and then picks it up, uh, goes forward, and like the, the defensive tackle just forces the fumble. So it's a fumble lost, and the Jets recover, score the, the field goal. And then, I mean, if you need like seven points from Stefan Diggs to, to win your, your fantasy matchup that week, which one of my opponents did, basically uh-huh. the last drive was 3 for 40 or 4 for 30. Uh, for Stefan Diggs that led to a field goal. The Bills look putrid. It is the, the James Cook show, though. It is the James Cook. That is the thing I wanted to point out. But yeah, what did you think of Dalton I, I do Kincaid? Want... He's the backup, dude. I think he's the backup to, okay. to Knox. 
I don't think you will you will be much more involved. It's the Stefan Dix show still, and then the rest is is by committee mostly. I didn't think he looked bad, but it's I don't think he, he looked particularly great either. He looked like a rookie tight end, and I'm liking my take that Sam Laporta will lead all the rookie tight ends this year. That's fair. Yeah, but like in the running back room, it's James Cook. I mean, you. It's there's some concerning spots where we basically haven't seen like the yeah. the red zone offense and if he's in there instead of the uh, like Damian Aries or if it's Damian Aries still in there. But I mean in the in like two minutes offense and so on, they did bring out Damian Aries and Latavius Murray more than I wanted it to be. But I mean, Cook still dominated the touches and he got receptions. I mean Six targets for a Bills offense is pretty good for a running back. It was just a sloppy, sloppy game by the Bills. Yeah. Allen looked off. Yes. The, like like I said at the, I believe, start all the big offenses that you thought were going to be big offenses, the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Bills, they all looked bad. Yeah. You just have to play them next week and, and pray that it was just week one jitters. I mean, come on. Those offenses will be back. It's just yeah, when. Of course. Of course. Yeah, on the Jets side, though, your boy. Let's go. <laughs> 10 carries, 127 yards. Just feed Brees the ball. Yeah. He had, like, two targets. He caught one for 20 yards as well. I mean, overall, they looked much more explosive than Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook looked more of a of a grinding back, like, in between the tackles type of guy. They still, like, involved Michael Carter somewhat, but not a whole lot. He had, like, three, t- three touches overall. Uh, yeah, I think, as I said, it will I'm be a sure one of those touches came at the, in, like, the first drive, too. It did, it did. I believe it was when when a rod went down. It was like the second pass by Zach Wilson. I believe it was a completion to Michael Carter. The first or the second pass. It was to end the drive, basically, and punted. Yeah. yeah. Aaron Rodgers played like, I believe I played four snaps. He had one pass. Not great. He had one pass attempt. It wasn't good. In the second pass attempt, he was sacked and he his Achilles went kapoof. His Achilles went kapoof. That's a good way of describing it. Yeah. And Zach Wilson took over. And Zach Wilson didn't look terrible. Didn't look good. Didn't look terrible. Looked like a guy who didn't have the reps throughout camp again, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> As I've said, I'm a pretty big Zach Wilson fan. I don't want to get run into this again, but I have slight hope that he's back to somewhat of a, a no-pay playing QB. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's it's a rough it's a rough going for the Jets. I mean, you could see like the fans started to boo. It wasn't a pretty game, but they won it in the end. What a great great catch by Garrett Wilson as well. Like Zach Wilson threw, threw basically a fade. Was it wasn't a really good ball, but Garrett Wilson made a great catch. He made a great play Garrett on the ball. Pretty, that's the thing. 
Like Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are so freaking good. Like I gotta believe JSN is gonna be a good wide receiver. Like I can't just I can't just watch Olave and Garrett Wilson do what they do and be like, yeah. And by the way, the the best wide receiver on the college team they were on, yeah, he he was nothing. I I I, I can't I I can't fathom it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, JSM, I think, will be good. I just don't think he will be, like... He's not 100%. That's, that's good for fantasy. We're year one, but that's... Like, for the future, I think he'll be great. Yeah. Well, outside of that, I mean... If you have a, a Jets pass catcher, you kind of have to pray that Zach Wilson is good or that they bring in a vet. But I, I, I'm really not seeing which vet they can get right now. You pray I mean, it's Garrett think... Wilson if you have a... <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, if they're bringing in a guy, they're bringing in a Carson Wentz or... <laughs> or what What can they even... Matt Ryan? I mean, it's not a good option. It's not... So, yeah, let's let's pray. Zach is, is good. Well, I think we are basically done here Yep. for our Fantasy Rewind. We are just missing one thing here, which we will have to go pretty quick to make sure that we don't go over two hours on this episode. But uh, basically our picks for the week. Yep. Oh boy. Okay. Are you are you ready for that? I am ready. All right then. First game in the slate. It's the Minnesota Vikings at the Philadelphia Eagles, I believe. Yep. Who do you got? I got... I'm looking at the spread. I want to see who I want on the spread. You know what? I got Eagles winning the game. I think I'll take Eagles on the spread, too. Well, let's... I'm going to ignore the spread for now. I got the Eagles. They win. Eagles by six and a half? Yeah. They'll win by a touchdown. Okay. okay. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings here. Plus six and, and a half. Okay, and went out in prime time. In prime time, uh, but I, I think the pendulum is swinging way too far. The Eagles I looked mean, not that yeah. great. The so Vikings you... didn't look great either, but I guess. So you're taking the Vikings? <laughs> I... Are you taking the Vikings? I no, no. I don't think they I win. I, I do think they cover the spread. I think it's a game that it's. It's much closer to three and a half to than six and a half. Okay. Although it's it is prime time, Kurt Cousins, so I might be taking a big risk here. You're taking a big risk. <laughs> Next up is the KC Chiefs at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars are favorite by no KC Chiefs are favorite by three points. Yep. Who do you got? I got I I can't I don't believe the Kansas City Chiefs will have two bad unless it, well first do we know if Kelsey's playing or not? No news on that yet. Assuming Kelsey is playing, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I got the Chiefs as well. I think Jacksonville is getting a bit too much love for a team that almost lost versus the Colts. And Casey, I mean, the Chiefs will be fine. I think it was a rough game for the first game. They basically were, weren't were aware that Kelsey was going to miss until like two days out. 
I think the the offense looked much 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 better. Yeah, he he might even be back. I'm not sure. I'm I think he will be out, but he could be back. And if he is back, I think this this rises to like five five and a half. Yeah, I got Kansas City winning. Well, next one though will be an interesting one. The Buffalo Bills at home are eight point five points favorite versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Give me the bills. <laughs> bills minus eight and a half. Give me the bills. I got. No, I, so I just. I, I just. I gotta see it. I gotta see it. I gotta see yeah. this boring Las Vegas Raiders team scratch and claw their way to another close. I gotta see it. Well, you know who I'm going with. The Las Raiders. Vegas Raiders did. I don't think. The Raiders team that I saw on Sunday and the Buffalo Bills team that I saw yesterday, I don't think there's a gap of 8.5 points here. I think it's much closer to five, five, six points. I think it's very I likely think... you're right, but I'm not taking the damn Raiders. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think the Raiders might have a chance here. I don't think they will upset them, but I do think they have a chance here to to keep this game close. Nah, I have to see Josh Allen getting good until I pick the, the Bills on such a big spread. Up next, we have the Detroit Lions. 5.5 points favorite over the Seattle Seahawks. The game is played in Detroit. Who do you have here? Say that again, the Seahawks and the Lions? The Lions, yeah. Game is in Detroit. The Lions are favored by 5.5 points. Uh... I'm going to pick the Seahawks on the line and I think I'm going to pick the Seahawks outright too. Okay. Assuming your DBs are healthy. I'm going to I don't think it's a given. I don't think both I, I, I'm pretty sure both won't be back. I'm not sure if either will be to be frank. But I, I'm with you here. I'm going to pick the, the Seattle Seahawks uh, plus five and a half. I think I think the offense will look much better than they did last week. I think the game versus the Lions will be will be the coming out game for this offense. I don't believe the offense went from like one of the top offenses to the league to like a bottom five offense. I, hope I just not. hope the tackles are back <laughs> because if they aren't, uh, I would hate to see Aiden Hutchinson kill us again. But yeah, I'm picking the Seahawks here again with the might be an Omer pick. It's the second time I picked the Seahawks, but you were also on the Seahawks on this one. And in the next game, it's the Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are three point favorites. Who do you got? You know, I picked the Browns just because of our history against the Browns. I'm not picking. The damn Ravens. <laughs> After watching Joe Burrow like gash them like every no, it's gonna be the Bengals. They are winning yeah. this game. They are winning this game by more than three. I am confident in this. I do agree. I, I think this game will has really good chance to be the highest scoring game of the week. And I yeah. think the Cincinnati win the Cincinnati Bengals win it. I'm also on the, the Bengals minus three. I think they will they will look like a very strong team, I think they will come out firing, and it's a pissed off team. I think it's, it's no it way. will be 
one of the best games of the week, in my opinion. It, there's no way they come out stale again. There's no yeah, I way. Think, I think they win this by more than a touchdown. Yep. I do think I it's think... a close game, like throughout the game. It's just yes, no, I think, I think like... the Ravens' offense will keep up. I just yeah. think there's just no way. <laughs> I do want to know what you think of this one. I actually, uh, are you are you seeing the Lions? Like as we speak, or? Yeah, I'm watching the Lions. You're going in a little bit different order than me because I had the Bengals Ravens as like the second game on here. But oh, okay. yeah, I, I okay. see the Lions as well. I was actually going to ask if you could guess what the line was for the Titans Chargers game, but if you have it there, then no worries. It's basically, uh, pick them. Yeah. It's the, the Los Angeles Chargers at the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are three-point underdogs here. This is sad. This is sad. I don't know how they got this. I don't know where they got this. This is, like, this is mind-boggling on top of, like, this is, like, Bears-Packers last week mind-boggling. Who do you got? The Chargers. <laughs> I mean, I think I got to go with the Tennessee Titans here. Give me the plus three for the Titans. Are you saying, are you putting the Chargers in upset alert right now? No, I'm not. I'm not. I just think the, the Titans cover the field oh. goal. They don't lose this by more than a field goal. So you don't. Okay. I'm just, okay. I'm just curious. I think it's another close game. It's another one or two point game. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, so the next game here, actually,
Our next team, we have the, um, the Chicago Bears at okay, the so Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah, are a three-point favorite here. So it's basically, I think these teams are That's pretty even in a neutral field. Yeah. I honestly, I think yep. I'm just going to go with the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. I don't think I'll ever pick the Bears unless the, the spread is like massive. Give me the Buccaneers minus three. Simple. Uh, the Bears are the worst team in the league, probably. My... No, they're not the worst team in the league. The Cardinals would like to have a conversation with you, but uh, and the Texans for that matter. But my heart wants to say the Bears, but my head is saying the Bucks. So I think I'm going to go with the Bucks. They're at home. Did you see what that Bucks defense did versus like a pretty stout offensive line in the Vikings? Can you imagine what they will do to Justin Fields? This is a no-brainer to me. They will they will destroy them. Yes, I know. That's now this is a really interesting game here. It's the the Atlanta Falcons at home versus the Green Bay Packers. Falcons, one and a half point favorites. Who do you get? Yeah, in neutral ground, they would say that it's basically a field goal. The Packers are a little bit better of a team. That's basically Yes. So, uh, give me Packers. I'm riding this. I'm riding this train until I die. (laughs) You know I like Uh, the Packers. You know I like the Packers. Packers But... Give me the Falcons. You're going to argue the Falcons have weapons that they're not going to use? It will be another boring game. They will give like 30 touches to the running backs. They maybe they have to probably throw the ball more here. They have to throw it probably over 20 times this time around. But I, I think they still win. I think they win it outright. Give me the Falcons on the spread and the win. I am, I am. Okay. Are you what ready is the next now, game the that you have there? Okay, good. <laughs> the oh god. <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans, which is once again a pick'em, but it's one point five favor to the Colts, which means the Colts would be favored. I mean, you know what I got. I think this line is completely messed up. So, it's the Colts. Got... Give me the Colts. Is it minus one and a half, did you say? Yeah, give me. Give me the, the Colts. Yes, minus one, minus and, one and, and a half. I think they win this so you'd, you'd have by to much, much more than that. I think it's a touchdown game. Yeah, it's the battle of the rookie QBs. And my rookie QB looks much better okay. than yours. <laughs> Okay. Who are you taking? Okay. Oh my god. I'm taking the Texans. I don't know how you watch this week's game. And you think that the Texans that we saw will be the the Colts that we saw, but okay. I mean, 
How many because touchdowns the Colts did the Texans that we score? saw can't score more than two touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, last time I saw it, like zero. two, it's more than zero, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Texans, the Texans <laughs> will lose this by more than a touchdown or a touchdown. Okay. So, um, <laughs> the next game is the uh, San Francisco 49ers at the LA Rams. Uh, eight point favorites are the 49ers, and um, give me the 49ers until it, so, someone's got to show me they aren't like the most oppressive team in the NFL before so I do say you know that not mean 49ers. That, it's, that it goes like, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> I am. You're not no, no. about I, to I won't put them on upset alert. You're not about to put the 49ers on upset alert will be again. closer to a 3-5 to five point game than an 8 point game, so give me the oh. Rams. It's a division game. I think the Rams defense didn't look as bad as I expected them to look. And I mean, they have Cooper Cup 2.0. So, yeah. Give me the Rams plus 8. I think it's way too many points for a division game this early in the season. I'm hoping this Alex, one lasts until the, the third game against the Steelers was over before halftime. <laughs> Alex, there's no the way the Rams are, have a chance. Oh, thank you. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks. But this <laughs> is a real football team. I thought we had expectations. This is too, a football team I with expectations. <laughs> yeah, give me the give me the Rams plus eight. I think that's way too big of a number. <laughs> I mean, this game could totally go like just, the, the 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 Steelers game, but give me the Rams. I think I I think if you tracked if you tracked the spreads. Throughout all the games, I think by the end of the season, the 49ers are going to have the most ridiculous spread. I don't know a game that they wouldn't be favored in. The Eagles? Like at this moment? I'm I'm really struggling to think of a game they wouldn't be the favorite in. If it's like right now, I would say the Cowboys. It's probably, I'm not sure if they would. If they wouldn't be favorite, but it's, I can see it being more than a one and a half point game because it's it's America's team and defense looks great in prime time. So I think that one, I think they might not be favorite in. Other than that, at this moment, yeah, they're probably favorite in most games. But eight this early in the season, it's way too big of a number. Because it's going to be over after kickoff, Alex. Two or three touchdowns. Not. No, because Puka Nakua will actually be Puka Nakua this week. (laughs) Not Cooper Cup. Okay, so now. Oh, God. I don't know what to think about this next one. 
The New York Giants <laughs> at the Arizona <laughs> It's a five point spread. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you have to give the, the Giants the five points. So give me the Giants, Giants minus five. I think it was a fluke game last week, and the Cardinals offense was terrible. Josh Woodup is terrible, and he's still the starter. So, yeah, I think the, the Giants come out and play it completely the other way around. I think this is a route. I don't think, like, the Cardinals score more than seven points. I I don't... I don't... I don't know what to think. That is, like... The most demoralizing game I think I've ever seen. They have to come out and like, yeah, they can't be worse. Yeah, they won't be. The Giants can't be. I worse think this, than is, last this week. is a complete crap. I think they the win this by more than three touchdowns. Who do you have though? Okay. Yes, I was kind of hoping that you would pick the Cardinals the here. <laughs> no, we both did pick the Cardinals last week. Though. I'm not. I I don't have a I death wish. <laughs> it was a seven point spread, though. Yeah, we did. We. It was a next? seven point spread. Yes. I I just I. Don't... Oh God! The New York Jets uh, at the Dallas Cowboys. It's a nine and a half spread uh, for Cowboys. I really want to believe in Zach. Oh my God! I think the Jets are covering this spread. I think the Jets are covering this spread. Nine and a half, and it's and it's and it's on prime time. It's. Sunday, 425. It's one of the primetime games along with the yeah. Commanders and the Broncos. They made the same mistake oh, and got the Broncos again. We're going to have to watch that game. Like day anyway. Almost. It's not like primetime, prime time, but it's the afternoon games. Yeah, I mean... I yeah, really it's not the A20. Yeah, that is the A20. But after what I saw versus, like, the Giants... I can already see that I'm... Yeah, I'm picking the Jets, but I already know that my pick is going to go completely out of the window by like the third quarter. I can already see the scenario in which Zach looks like last year's Zach, and he looks terrible and throws picks and the pressure gets to him way too much. But yeah, I'm going with the Jets plus nine and a half, I guess. I think... <laughs> Um, who do you have winning the game? I really want to say Zach Wilson, but I can't say Zach Wilson. It's like my heart wants to say Zach, but like my mind knows <laughs> that this game will go terribly wrong. But I do have some hope that the defense can make that look like they did like Josh Allen last week. Can the thing is Okay, I'm going with the upset here. Give me the Jets to win. So I'm putting the Cowboys and what did I put those well on the You're putting the, the Cowboys an upset alert. 
Uh, I mean, it was it was the Falcons, which isn't like that big of an upset alert. So yeah, give me the Jets on the upset alert. No, that that's not a holy. That's the biggest the big spread of the whole like, week, I Alex. The underdog and all of them. I took the Raiders plus eight. Yeah. <laughs> But to win outright? I I understand taking the spread, okay? Like, I probably have been too aggressive on the spread as far as the the favorites. But yeah, I, to I, say I, the Jets are going to cover the spread and win outright? You know what? I know what. Uh, do you want to know something crazy? What? You, you want to know something crazy? <laughs> If you didn't, I was going okay, to pick so the Jets. We seem after. to be on the same page, but we, I think we can both acknowledge that, like by the third quarter, this can look completely terrible, so, and it's like thirty zero. So, <laughs> so uh, yes, that I the Jets. I will be shocked if the Jets don't cover the spread. But since you picked the Jets, it's now making me second guess the Jets. So I think but I'm going to go to the Dallas the Cowboys here as far as winning the game outright. Okay. I can actually see a pretty clear way. The Jets. I mean, There's no way they don't cover that spread. I will be shocked. Okay. Yeah, that, that I can. That I, I can will be understand. shocked because both of their defenses are so good. Because all the Jets have to do that is get the Cowboys to start passing, points. and I think they'll be fine. Yes. But I've seen plenty of Zach Wilson last year. They have a Brees Hall. And I like Zach Wilson quite a bit. But if you look like last year versus the defense that I saw versus the Giants, I mean for a rough one. I can already I imagine could be the another Pats 40 going off. Oh, God! Well, one positive point of being like You're in danger. Rogers chance is that I basically could speak all of the trash that I want about Justin Fields. And I, I didn't have to deal with the Zach Wilson hate. But now that Zach's back, oh my god, dude. <laughs> okay, yeah. But give me the Jets both nine and a half and give me the Jets off right. Let's pray for the Zach Wilson miracle. Okay. Okay, and I got Cowboys outright, Jets spread. Alright. Now... Probably the worst game of the week outside of Colts Texans. What's Commanders the line on this one actually? Broncos. Come in. At home? It's three and a half points to the Broncos. <laughs> the Lions moved quickly. At home. They're favored. Yeah, yeah. They're favored. Yeah. The Commanders the Broncos are, gonna are win favored this game by three and a half points. Okay. I think they will. Yeah, give me the commanders plus three and a half. And I think they win this out right. (laughs) All right, I'll let the Broncos do it to me again. Give me the the damn Broncos. Just can't see that offense doing anything. And I think Sawa will will continue to develop. Even though the Broncos defense is pretty good. It has to do something.
They have to. They have to. The Broncos. It's going to be another score. year of. They need the, the to score 17 to. points it, to win I the game. So they don't score to. 17 points. It has to. Yeah. This, this has like. You don't. 14 oh, to 10 game written oh, all over, oh, by the way. That's bad. <laughs> What's the over under? Oh, 100%. Oh. By the way, if that happens, that's crazy, dude. 39 points. Yeah, I don't, I think don't they see get them getting 39. This is the 14 or 17 to like 14 or 10 game. Yeah. Yeah. No. Next, a more interesting game, the Sunday night game. Are you ready for some football? Miami Dolphins at New England Patriots. Dolphins favorite Patriots? two and a half. Who you got? Am I calling like Yeah, am I calling like the third upset here? Because I actually you have think them they win right this too? Game. Yeah, I think they win it. Uh, I think Bill Belichick brings out a good game plan to okay. stop to I think it will be a risky game plan. Maybe like give up the, the middle of the field and try to stop Tua in whichever way you can throw in the house, put him under pressure and see what happens. I think yeah, I think the like the Miami Dolphins defense is very, very easy to be explored. And Josh McDaniels and Mac Jones. Josh McDaniels, now Bill O'Brien. And Mike Jones will be able to design a game plan to win it. And in the end of the day, I think they upset the, the Dolphins here. Give me the give me the, the New York the New England Patriots on the spread and outright. So this is definitely a dangerous pick because I think all the things you said are correct. I think that if the Patriots have a competent offense, the defense is good enough to give Miami problems. I think that the run game for the Patriots, especially with Zeke and Ramondre, could abuse the Dolphins' defense. And I do think if there's someone who can cool down the Miami Dolphins, I sense at least coming. scheme a way to cool them down, <laughs> it's Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. But with all that said... But with all that said, I'm all riding right. with the Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins we do spread. Give them, me the so Dolphins winning. I have a bit of a chance to catch up here. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not doing the the cowardly thing and just matching your picks to artificial. No, screw that. I'm going with what. I'm... All right then. So we, I believe, we have. I don't, two. I don't. Just know that's Monday the truth. Football games. Yep, Monday night. Uh, New Orleans Saints at Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers. I got to ride the uh, Oh, wait, Saints no, New Orleans Saints. Give me favored the Saints by three points. I mean, the Panthers have no weapons on offense. Uh, I don't think Bryce looks, looks awful, but I think he doesn't have enough help. And I think the, the Saints will do more than enough to win it. Give me the Saints minus three. I agree. I'm rocking and rolling with the Saints. I think I think we're going to start seeing the air raid come out. So 
You know, this isn't exactly the well. It kind of is a boring team, but this isn't the Plus, Tennessee Titans level believe, of boring team. Horn is so, for the give game, me the Saints. Rocking and rolling, baby. So yeah, helps even more for the passing game. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. All right, and the last game on the docket. The Cleveland Browns are favored against the Pittsburgh Steelers by two I'm points. I'm calling my third, my fourth upset. Who you got? Give me the, give me the Steelers plus two and a half. I go back to the Kenny Pickett well. I think Deshaun didn't look good, uh, and I think the Steelers have the weapons to put the pressure on him and make it this a very tough game for him. Now that he has lost Jack Conklin as well. Give me the Steelers. Steelers win this. Steelers cover the spread. Nice. I'm rocking and rolling with the Browns. I think they're going to... I think week two ends. Okay. Cleveland Browns, top of the division. Yeah. 2-0. Miles. I think I think that, def- that defense just looks too legit. I think that there is more than a 50% chance that Deshaun Watson doesn't look as terrible as he did and it was just the rain and he gets more comfortable and if we have any semblance if there's anything there's of any Deshaun in there the Steelers are in trouble oh okay I actually think none of them score more than 14 I think this yes the Browns this is a 14-13 game or a 14-10 game yeah I think the Browns talk about faith, man. I'm putting quite I'm a putting bit of faith on the team that scored seven points last week and was done by half. So, yeah. and yeah, I mean, it's not like the Browns. It was like the Forty Niners called Miles Garrett to destroy your edge at every single play. Yeah, I might be be beating him with more than I can chew, but. Here I go again with the Steelers. Oh, yes. Yep. Massive. All right. I think we got through everything. Woohoo! We did it! I think, I honestly think all the Thursday episodes are going to be massive for the rest of the season. In one day, and halfway in the other. All of them will be pretty big. Yes, I agree. But <laughs> thank you for listening in, though. With that, because yeah, that is that. This is pretty daunting. I'm not going to lie to you. But <laughs> yeah, let's get to the outro, baby. So, if you made it this far, thank you so much. Do us a favor. Subscribe, interact, comment, yeah. do all Just... that fun stuff Alex and Ren like to no, see no, no, you I'm guys sorry. do. You can um, we have a nice donate button. Go ahead, sorry. We have a nice donate button if you really feel that inspired by us. And don't forget to, to give us those support nice us monetarily. Whatever you're you're listening, podcast, uh, Spotify, wherever you're listening, write a review. Give us a five star review if you think it's worth it and yeah 
it lets us know how you how you're liking the show so far. Yep. Alex is going to get some sleep. I'm going to get some Perfect. sleep, and I'm going to make heads or tails of this tomorrow, you, and we'll be up on Thursday. Hi. So, see y'all. Peace.